0: welcome back to another episode of the real table podcast with michael carter and it's good to be back as always i miss y'all i miss the podcast but again i'm gonna try to get on whenever i can work is busy life is busy busy but i always gotta make time for the podcast one way or another so i'm glad that this week that feels a little bit more open and give me a chance to do it um it also feels like these past two weeks have been kind of dead as far as movies go um so i feel like i haven't been able to write about any anything a lot lately um Besides the fact that there's always like news as far as casting or projects being developed, stuff like that, like there wasn't any like crazy, um, or I shouldn't say crazy, there's no big releases, right? Um, Argyle kind of came and went, uh, it's weird thinking about that movie right now because I thought that was going to be like the big start to the year. And it wasn't, you know, I think whether people liked the movie or not, Argyle didn't live up to what it was supposed to be. It just didn't. Um, From a reception standpoint and even from a financial standpoint, it just didn't, it didn't like, if you think about it right now, How many people have you heard actually talk about Argyle, right? Or how many people have you actually heard to say, oh, I'm going to go see Argyle? Not many people, right? I think everybody got their first look that weekend and the general consensus is that it wasn't great, right? And so people were like, I'm out, which that's kind of what January and February usually is. Um, You usually don't find anything super duper good in these opening months of the year um but uh yeah that's just where we are right now in february and uh this week we're not it's not getting any better this weekend uh two new movies um coming out this weekend we'll talk about those two we got a lot of not a lot of stuff to unpack but we got a few things i want to unpack um The Fantastic Four, which is, I think, uh, one of the most beloved group of heroes in all of comics, but you probably remember some of those movies from the early 2000s. Um, The Marvel Cinematic Universe's version of these characters has finally got casting reviews after rumors and rumors and rumors and fan casting and fan casting. Today, we get our cast. Finally, today. Today is... uh, Valentine's Day for me, and you'll be hearing this long after Valentine's. But wow, we finally get our casting for that after rumors and rumors and rumors for months, right? Deadpool 3 gets its first trailer and it gets its title. It's not Deadpool 3, but we're going to talk about that. The Wicked trailer is finally here. Is it as epic as I'd hope? I don't know. We're going to talk about that and we'll talk about. Two films that are opening up this weekend. SAG Awards are next week, February 24th. Uh again, these are the awards that actors, the Actors Guild votes on. Um, you get they vote on some categories in television, film, um, and even stunts. Um so the SAG Awards are next week. Honestly, award season, it's kind of weird right now. Like the hype has disappeared. I think that's the worst part about the Oscars being uh, it's two weeks from Sunday. It's weird that it's so far away
1: because I feel like the hype was in the last three weeks. It's just gone. Right. In a little bubble that I, I can see, I can see into on Twitter, aka
0: film Twitter. It's just like the hype isn't there anymore. Um, obviously when the Oscars come, people are going to watch and people are going to be tuned in, but it's not until March, which I think it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge that it isn't, that it is in March. And, and I don't mean that again, and not in a good way. It's in a bad way. I think the Oscars should be at least in February. Um, or at the, I say at the very most February, it should, I, I don't, I don't think the Oscars should even touch march just really shouldn't it's too far away a lot of the momentum i feel like is evaporated right like i mean we do have sags left but other than that it's just like a lot of the momentum is kind of gone it's like at this point it's like let's get this over with but instead we have to wait two weeks from sunday we'll see the oscars i'm excited about that one hoping to get some people on for that one. If st- if the schedules align, we can get people on for that episode, um, and we can talk about we could look at before, think well we how we feel before and even after. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, the Oscars should move. It shouldn't be in March. It should be in uh, at the very most uh, February, and at the least. I think end of January right in the middle of it feels better or at least towards the end. Cause right now I feel like March is completely,
1: it's not even at the end. It's just in its own little Island, but that's just what I think about that. Anyways,
0: fantastic forecasting. Finally, finally revealed. Uh, this is probably one of the most anticipated, uh, one of the most anticipated uh, announcements for a long time. Um, if people tell you what they want to see out of the Marvel movies, it's usually Spider Man. It's usually X Men, and then you got the Fantastic Four, right? Like Fantastic Four was some of the characters that we grew up on in the early two thousands. They were a part of that that um, the early days of superhero movies, right? You had the X Men trilogy, you had the three Spider Man movies. Um, you have Blade, the three Blade movies, and within that mix was also two Fantastic Four movies. Um Fantastic Four and then Fantastic Four Rise of the Surfer. Um which are two solid movies. I don't know. The first one was more solid, I think, than the second. Second gets a little weird. Um, but for what those movies are, I think people love them. I think people recognize those movies and those films and the casting for those films. I mean, we had Jessica Alba in that movie. Uh, Chris Evans was in that movie. Michael Chilkis was in that movie. Eon Gruffud was in that movie. Uh, Julia McMahon was in that movie. I mean, I mean, they had some, some solid casting in those movies and it's kind of iconic for its day. Um, and it's I think it will always be remembered because it was the its first iteration, right? It was the first iteration of these characters. Um and now we get a whole new uh look at these at these characters and even the story and this is the Marvel's uh the MCU's first swing at it, right? So these characters live in that same world as the Avengers. Iron Man, um, as all these other characters that we've come to love. Tom Holland Spider-Man, like it lives in this same world now. Um, so we get to see if Disney has what it takes um to bring the story to life. And it looks like from the first image, that it looked like it's gonna take place in the 60s, which is fascinating. It looks like it's gonna be a period piece, which leads to tons of questions because we know the MCU is set in present day and means we're going back in time into the sixties. And then the question becomes, okay, where were the fantastic four doing all the shenanigans, right? During the whole infinity war saga from the first Avengers movie, uh, to end game. And even to like now, like all the way through Loki season two, like where have the fantastic four been? And there's lots of thoughts and rumors on that. Um, I'm curious. Uh, I think one of my, My first thought, what comes to mind, I feel like they were stuck. They're stuck somewhere. I feel like if the movie takes place in the 60s, I think they get stuck in space somehow. Maybe they get stuck in a different universe, or maybe they're coming from another universe right into the current universe. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But... I think the 60s, the concept of the 60s is interesting because, again, we haven't, besides Captain America, the first Avenger, I'm trying to think, I don't know if there's anything else. Maybe there's a little bit of it in WandaVision. We haven't seen a lot of period pieces in the MCU, in these Marvel movies. Not a ton of period pieces. So this has a chance to be super unique. Right. It has the chance. Now, I think my initial reaction is to get hype and to get excited about it. But then part of me is is uh, I got to hold myself back because I know that sometimes the MCU, they'll give you little little tidbits. They'll give you little teasers. Right. And the movie is conti- completely different than what you thought. Now, that's not a bad thing, but it's like, OK, they're giving us. Oh, this is in the vibe of the 60s. Right how much of the movies are we in the 60s?
1: Are we in the 60s to comp- the whole movie, half a movie?
0: Just part of the movie, right? Like, are we actually going to play into that period piece, right? Again, not much is known about the movie, um, but the fact that the logo is different and it feels very 60s-esque, and even, like, the first image of the first family, it just looks like it, It. I think they really are going to be playing into the sixties. But again, this has the chance to be really, really cool. And I'm really, really hoping that, uh, that Marvel can nail it, that Marvel can nail it. Um, big time, big time. Uh, so the movie stars, Pedro Pascal. Um, he's known a lot for, um, he's the voice of the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian show who plays the, the main Mandalorian, Din Djarin. Pedro Pascal, who's also in uh The Last of Us, the HBO series the Last of Us, Pedro Pascal. Uh Vanessa Kirby. Uh Vanessa has um Vanessa has a really good track record. She's a fantastic actress. Um, but she hasn't just been in a lot of big name stuff lately. So she's been in the Mission Possible movies here and there, uh the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Like she, she, she has a really good track record of films, but she hasn't been in a movie yet that has, I, w- I believe, that the the general audiences would know. Like if you've seen her face, you might think that she looks familiar, that you've seen her before. Um, but other than that, she doesn't have that big movie, and I think this is that big movie for her. Um, but she's a fantastic, fantastic actress. Uh, pieces of a Woman, which I believe is on Netflix. Fantastic, heartbreaking film. Go check that out. She's in it. She's a fantastic actress. So I'm pretty pumped about this casting. Pedro Pascal's playing Mr. Fantastic. Vanessa Kirby's playing um, the Invisible Woman. Um, and then we have moss moss Bacharach, who's, who's known for... Uh, this this new show, or it's not even new anymore. Um, the show that's on Hulu, um, and it's called The Bear. I don't know if you've heard of The Bear. You've probably heard of The Bear. It's one of the biggest. Um, it's one of the biggest shows of probably like the last year and a half. Um, it's a phenomenal show. Has a phenomenal cast. Um, go check out that show if you want to uh this casting Ebon is perfect for this role he's perfect he's i think out of all of them he might be the biggest win um the most spot on casting i can tell from right now um and he will play uh the thing aka Ben Grimm um super excited for Ebon in that role and then we have Joseph Quinn who's more known for his role in Stranger Things as Eddie. Um Eddie. Eddie something. Eddie with the guitar. Eddie definitely has an ass name. But he's known for his role in, in Stranger Things. Um and he's also starring in the new A Quiet Place, which oh, also the Quiet Place, the new Quiet Place uh also has a trailer, a Quiet Place prequel called A Quiet Place Day One he's featured in that movie um but yeah um joseph more known for his role in stranger things as
1: let's see where's that it's no, i don't see his last name but as eddie in stranger things um i think he's gonna be good in
0: his role I haven't seen a lot out of him since Stranger Things, so um, I don't know what to expect. I think I think he's going to do a solid job. Honestly, when I look at um, this cast, I feel like it's it's more solid than not, right? I feel like everybody is going to do a good job with their perspective parts, um, and I've got. I've got some confidence again, right? Some cautious confidence, right? Um and then the film will be directed by Matt Shankman. He's known for his work with um with WandaVision.
1: Um I think he wrote he wrote a few episodes of WandaVision. He wrote uh actually no, he directed He directed all the episodes from WandaVision. I don't think he
0: wrote on any of them, though. So, and this is where the, I think, for me, like, looking at Matt Schenkman and looking at WandaVision, at least those first early episodes of WandaVision, there's some period stuff to that, right? And that period stuff worked so well. Um, and that was some of the best content from the MCU because it was so different. Um it was very mysterious right and i think if matt Schenkman can nail it if he can nail it i think they got something good with fantastic 4 i think they got something good it has been my most anticipated movie um probably since like in game and since the infinity saga cuz i know the fantastic 4 is um super important and i feel like it, it they haven't nailed it yet right and and part of me is um, there's an understanding like when you look at characters like the fantastic four um, it's like they're just hard characters to get right because there's a cheese to them and I think maybe you have to somewhat embrace the cheesiness you have to embrace the campiness right and not embrace it to the point where it, it looks it's out of character and it feels wrong right and it's not embracing like oh well let's just take the early 2000 superhero movie era Let's just take the feel of those movies and let's put that in that movie. That's not the key, right? I think the key is balancing it out um, and, and working to the advantage of the source material. So I don't know if Matt Shankman will do that. Honestly, I hope he does something that just just works, that he's confident in and that will work well. So we will really see what that movie is going to be all about July 25th, 2025. Next year, next year, Fantastic Four. One of my most anticipated movies. I don't think right now it's my most anticipated. I'm I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic about this movie. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Stay tuned. I bet, I have a good feeling filming is going to start really soon for this movie. They're going to start getting underway. We're going to start seeing
1: set photos. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. Fantastic Four. Coming, coming soon, coming soon.
0: Deadpool 3. The new trailer for what I've been anticipating um, for the um, Marvel's next movie. Next and only movie of this year. I've probably said that a few times in some past episodes. This is the only Marvel movie coming out this year. Marvel has kind of um or i should say disney has kind of been in this kind of reset mode um trying to organize things and make things more uh efficient um and to allow things a lot of audiences to soak up things differently right i think the covid era era really messed us up and it messed up disney too that was i think that had a lot to do with leadership etc and now Disney gets a chance to reorganize and they say, you know what? We were going to do like two movies this year. I think maybe even three. And then you had the writer's strike and you have, you have all these stuff, all this stuff. Um, And so they decided let's push some stuff back. Let's make space to allow us some time to get these things right. And that's what we're seeing. Deadpool three again, It's the only movie that's coming out this year from Marvel. Um and I think that's a good step into the right direction for Disney and for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Deadpool Three finally gets a trailer. Um
1: and I know a lot of people um some people uh weren't wild by the trailer. Uh, they
0: didn't, they came, I, I saw a lot of comments where people were just like, it looked fine. It looked okay. And then you always got people that are poking fun at the, the look of the movie and how it looks saturated and stuff like that. Like you have all this criticism, um, but we get a first trailer. And personally for me, I loved it. Why? Because we don't know what the movie is fully about. There are rumors stuff, the rumors and stuff that you can read out there that will probably tell you what the movie is about. But from a consumer standpoint, it did exactly what it's supposed to do for a first trailer, right? It didn't show too much. You got very little, which also makes me think the movie's a
1: lot bigger than what it's making out to be in that two-minute trailer. A lot bigger. Right? Deadpool and Wolverine is the title. Not Deadpool 3, but Deadpool and
0: Wolverine. And guess what? We didn't get much of a look at Hugh Jackman at Wolverine. Didn't get anything. Didn't get words. We saw the back of his head. That's it. And you know what? I guess I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm not mad about that.
1: Like everybody knows.
0: Right? And I think once, this is the funny thing. And this is why I kind of laugh at people thinking, like, I think people think, oh, superheroes are movie are really dead. Like superhero movies are dead. Guys, Deadpool 3 is the most viewed trailer. Right? It's the most viewed trailer out there. Let's see. (laughs) It's the most viewed trailer. 365 million views in the first 24 hours. It's the most watched trailer in history. The most watched trailer in history. Superhero movies are not dead. And you think that's big? Wait Wait till the people who don't follow news outlets and who are not on social media wait till they found out that hugh jackman is returning as wolverine in
1: this movie most people don't know that that's happening right so wait till they find out that that's happening this is a hit
0: Let's, let's let's stop kidding ourselves i think too many people are just living in this this little hole where they think the superhero movies are dead and it's like no people want quality entertainment people want familiar familiarity too excuse me People want stuff that they know. So they know Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. They know that. Two, they're going to know Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. They're going to know that stuff. That's very familiar. People want stuff that are familiar.
1: They know what to expect and what they're going to get, right? They know what they're going to get out of this movie, right? So I'm,
0: I'm curious, though,
1: like even looking at this movie, we see the TVA show up.
0: Right now, if you're a Marvel fan, you know where I'm going with this. Kind of. We dealt with that through Loki Season 2. Loki and Loki Season 2. And now the TVA shows up to get
1: Wade. They need Wade's help. (laughs) My guess
0: is that this takes place after Loki Season 2. We don't see any familiar faces from within the TVA. Um, We see. What's his name? He's a
1: fantastic actor. I didn't even know he was going to be in this movie. Um... Matthew
0: McFadden. Has a role in within the TVA. He wasn't in Loki. Which again, this makes me think this is the uniforms also look different. The TVA uniforms also look different, which lets me kind of feel that this is a new era of the TVA. We're experiencing something completely different, and I'm also wondering if this is going to have bigger implications for like the MCU. Like if, if like we saw how Loki season two ended, and it feels like okay, well, how does this affect? Everything now. The TVA starts working differently, right? Kang, where does he still fit in all of this, right? So more questions are being asked. I think we're gonna get a whole lot more answers. Um as more and more of these MCU projects come out. I think this is like we're in this space now where they're gonna start ramping up the energy towards these next movies, and these next movies are pivotal. I don't think we'll ever get an Endgame and a New War type of event with these movies. Unfortunately, I think Secret Wars, uh, King Dynasty, and Secret Wars deserve that energy. I don't think you'll get it. I think we're too far gone. But I think if these projects do what it needs to do, if it grabs people back in just a little bit, I think they can they can do just enough to hype up these next movies. But they have to they have to nail it. They have to hit and get people to care about these characters and about these stories. I think the only time we'll get an event like
1: that again is maybe the next Justice League movie. If done right. If done right. So Deadpool 3. First trailer is out. July 26th is the
0: release date of this movie. Go watch it. I also wonder if this film will completely reset the MCU in some kind of way. I don't know.
1: I'm curious. I'm curious what they're going to do. I'm really curious. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Anyways, speaking of Marvel, but we're going to pick a different avenue. So this isn't Disney Marvel. So this isn't the MCU, but this is Sony Marvel. So Sony, who owns the rights to Spider-Man has been making like their own movies. So they make like the Venom, Venom two, um, I think Morbius was one movie. And now they, they're, they have Madam web, um, which is supposed to be,
1: um, it's a Spider-Man film. Without Spider-Man. I should say. Um Madam Webb is um
0: uh, Madam Web is an interesting character. Um she she possesses several psychic abilities. Um and she can read other people's minds and has the ability to see it into the future. Um and so she's been pivotal in the comics in the Spider Man world, I should say. Um she's been pivotal in the comics and she uses her spider. Um, to aid people and to help people in different ways. Um, so this character, I believe was supposed to, is supposed to have, um, well, I believed it was supposed to have bigger implications into this whole Sony, um,
1: Spider-Man universe. Um, and now that doesn't seem the case, seem to be the case.
0: Um, the movie, you can watch the trailer. It looks bad, borderline horrible. Um, it's one of those movies where I looked at and I'm like, even as a superhero fan, I just don't want to spend money to see that. Um, like Morbius, I didn't even see Morbius. I didn't bother, especially when the reaction, the reactions came out. I said, why would I bother? Um, I don't put a lot of my input or a lot of my thought and a lot of what I do into, um, I don't take what people say and put that a lot into what I do. So critics and stuff like that. So if somebody says a movie is bad, that doesn't mean I'm not going to see it. There's a good chance I can go still go see it. I think it, it, it gets to a point where there's an overwhelming response of, hey, this movie is bad is where I,
1: I, I hit the pause button. If you got one or two or three people in there, that's like, eh, I'll go check it out for myself, right?
0: But if I'm not getting an overall or solid response, well, oh, this is good. I get a solid response. Oh, this is not good. Like I've seen Marvel movies, MCU movies at least. Sometimes they split. They're fifty-fifty. Critics hate it. Audiences love it, right? If we have a unanimous, a unanimous response on that front about this movie being bad. I don't want to waste my time. So this is one of those films where I have to the trailer. I thought it looked horrible again where we're, we're, we're so busy trying to do Spider-Man or have this spider these Spider-Man like stories and characters without having Spider-Man and man, does it not work, especially when it's not in the Marvel cinematic universe. It does not work. That's my biggest frustration with having Venom. Venom has been successful, but boy, oh boy, I'm getting tired of having a Venom movie without Spider-Man. Like that's, there's some like, like where's Spider-Man going to fight Venom? One of his biggest adversaries. When we keep having Venom do
1: this, Venom do this. And he's an anti-hero. And it's like, sure. But after a while, that trip gets old. Right. You can't just have Venom without Spider-Man. It doesn't work like that consistently. Right.
0: So they're trying to do all these little things, and Morbius failed, and now Madam Web is on the forefront, looking to fail. Right? It's looking like it's not going to work. Venom is its only successful thing. Sony's only success is when with Venom, which doesn't bode well because they still they're still trying to make these movies, and it's kind of like it's they're not getting the head. Like I'm surprised Venom even performed the way it did, but it's like, hey, if Jared Leto. Being a vampire can't sell tickets, then boy, oh boy, you are in trouble. Right? So, Madam Web, not looking hot. The reviews come out and says it's probably one of the worst superhero movies of all time. Could that be far fetched? Sure. But that's, again, don't spend your money. I think at the end of the day, you, as a consumer, you can do whatever you want, right? It's like me, I can go see whatever I want. You're allowed to feel how you want about a product, but man, if everybody is saying it's bad, it doesn't hurt to wait until it hits streaming. Because here's the thing. I don't think it's going to perform well, which means it's going to be on streaming in about a month, maybe month and a half. Right? Don't waste your money, man. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. All right? I would also, I maybe should would suggest to go see... Bob Marley One Love, the Bob Marley biopic movie comes out this weekend. I've seen the reviews leak look less to mediocre about that movie. Um so I mean options are few. There's still I think there's still a decent amount of movies that you can go see. Right? You can go catch some
1: movies, but don't go see Madame Webb. I say check out Bob Marley. I'm a little over um, biopics that feel cheesy—I'm a little over it.
0: I think we see a lot of biopics nowadays, and so if you're not setting yourself apart, it just feels very redundant, right? Rocket Man for me—set itself apart from any biopic, right? Teron right. Egerton should have uh, been nominated for an Oscar. He played that role better than Rami Matic Rami played uh, the role in Bohemian Rhapsody. City. Um, Rocket Man set itself apart, apart just a little bit, right? It was different. Um, a lot of biopics nowadays just feel redundant, right? It feels the same. It doesn't feel different. Um, but that's the one movie I would say if you wanted to see a new quote-unquote movie i would go check that out go, ch- go check that out and see maybe you like that and usually those feel-good movies do uh ring well with other people they do ring well right or if not uh, don't go see argyle see it at your own risk um anyone but you i heard was a good rom-com I heard it was solid I didn't hear people were crazy about it, but I heard it was a solid rom-com. If you got some of those Oscar movies near you, go see it. Go check out The Color Purple. Go check out American Fiction. Maybe go check out Iron Claw or Poor Things. Like, I don't know. There are movies out there that you can go see. Um, And again, it's up to you, whatever you want to go see. But um, don't go see Madam Web. Just save your time. Um, Wait. Because then if you watch it on on DVD or streaming or whatever, you're like, oh, okay. It was a solid movie. Right? And you don't lose money. You don't, you know, you don't lose money. You don't lose your time. You watch it at home and it's like, oh, this is fine. But if you go and you don't like it and it's just like, whatever. That's my two cents on that. Right? So, Wicked. Last but not least, Wicked trailer released.
1: This past Sunday too, Um, I'm intrigued. Still, I think I'm excited. It looks like it has a lot of potential. There's
0: lots of potential there. I know many people are. They had their thoughts and criticisms again on the cinematography and on the color grading. And I know people people will think what they think, and I think criticism is valid. But there is a lot of potential there. I can see it. Um, I can see it. I, I want more. And I'm giving them a day. I mean, they have until December. Or excuse me, November. I think November 27th. uh, To get it right.
1: Uh, they got a time. To heed words. And heed criticisms. Um, so. They have plenty of months. To get their final tweaks
0: in and to make that push before the holiday season. Um, I do think it will be a hit. I think Ariana Grande, beyond all the drama, if you're not paying attention, I think it'll be a hit just
1: off of the name uh, itself, Wicked. That's all. You just have to say Wicked. Um. But it is one of those things where People love. If you know the musical,
0: you've you love it. You've loved it. That it makes you cautious, right? It makes you cautious if this is going to be good. If they treated us with care, um. So I do think reception early. That early reception is going to be huge, right? If they're going to make a splash with this movie, the early reception is going to be huge. I'm intrigued on this movie, not a whole lot of music in the trailer. The movie feels very mysterious. And it, again, I feel like the trailer does what it needs to do. Um, it didn't give away too much. Um, again, like all the musical moments, like you just heard, um, that big moment at the end of Defying Gravity at the end of the trailer, you hear that big moment by Alpha, the Alpha Sings, um, that's sung by Cynthia herself right? Cynthia Erivo, we know how good she is vocally. And she
1: sings that. I mean, it's, it's incredible, which makes me excited about, you know, the potential, right? In, in you have Michelle Yeoh, you have Michelle
0: Yeoh in this movie, which it's Michelle Yeoh, y'all. I love me some Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh is fantastic. Um, Keeley Settle is in this movie. Um, The cast is solid. It's got a solid cast. It's not a. um, It's not like this big splash of a cast. It's not groundbreaking. Um, Jeff Goldblum is in it. All right. So there's some names. It's not like a groundbreaking uh, cast. Um, But I am. Um, cautiously optimistic, like I've said, um, with Fantastic Four. With this, the same way. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm. There's a lot of pressure on this, and I'm hoping that director John
1: M. Chu uh, nails it. That he, that he does, you know, what he what he needs to do with this movie. That he does what he needs to do. Right. So that's wicked. November. Holiday movie, big, big holiday movie.
0: Yep. Um, we're about to get going here in this movie season. This time I'm for real. When I say we're about to get going, Argyle was a miss. I'll take the I'll take the L on that. You can read my review at therealtable.com, which by the way, you can see a lot of my reviews. A lot of them are old, but I put some of them up there because I thought, you know what, I want people to see my writing. Um, so you can read my old reviews to my new reviews. You can read my new review on upgraded, which came out last week, rom-com, which I thought was super fun. You can read my review on that. You can read my thoughts about Percy Jackson and the Olympian season one, very underwhelmed overall, but you can read my more of my thoughts on that at the realtable.com. Stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, you can check out a lot of that stuff there. Um, but I am uh, I'm super excited because in uh, in a couple weeks, I think the biggest movie of the year uh, arrives and talking bigger than Wicked, bigger than Noble
1: three. Um, there's some other big movies coming out this year. Again, the levels. uh
0: you know, this movie has on any other movie is for this year's. It's crazy. Uh, Dune Part 2. Dune Part 2 comes in a couple weeks. I am going to see it on February 25th, which is a Sunday. They have a fan first event, um, which if you have a local IMAX, look it up and see if it's still there or see if there's still tickets. Um, but a fan first event, which means I get to see it, I think. Um, like five I think four or five days before it comes out um, which is super duper exciting I think that's that's another that's another way you can tell a confidence uh how a studio is confident or if a studio is confident on a product like they're doing a whole fan first event for this movie which people have already screened and the reception is already it's already blazing about this movie so that's how you can easily tell I was, if the studio is confident, right? And with this particular film, I think the studio is beyond confident. Um, you can watch Dune Part 1 on Netflix or Max if you have the apps. Um, but the studio is beyond confident in this one. And I'm excited for Dune Part 2. That's going to kick off the year, I feel like. We've seen these movies so far. And I think every movie has been a dud. I think Dune Part 2 is going to be huge right and then following dune part two kung fu panda four which i'm hoping will be big i love kung fu panda series i'm excited about four because the kung fu panda character and the kung fu panda movies are just they're hilarious they're funny they're one of the most consistent animated uh series out there um but dune part two is coming and i'm super duper excited about that one it's going to be big you might start to see ads and stuff, uh, all around for this movie, but this is going to be uh, a big event that you, you don't want to miss. You don't want to miss. That's about it here for the real table podcast this week. And I appreciate the support and the love. Don't forget the Realtable.com. Go there, read some of my reviews, check it out. Also, if you know of any people that love to write I love to write and want to write about movies or even TV shows. Tell them to reach me at therealtable.com. Talk to me. Reach out. I would love to get to know them and see if they would love to write for the site. I appreciate the love and the support. Once again, y'all have a good week and I will see y'all soon. Peace. Thank you all again for joining me today on the real table make sure you follow and share this podcast with anybody that loves movies or somebody that wants to just know more about the movie culture. Thank you so much. Once again, you can also follow me on Instagram at the real table pod. You can follow me on Twitter at the real table. Once again, thank y'all so much. I'll see y'all soon.